This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Steelers Blitz on a weird Monday. Motes, did you ever tie? Were you ever part of a tie during your decade in the National Football League? You ever tie a game? Nah. Been overtime three? No. I think I might have been overtime five times. Three of them just was in my rookie year. That's okay. what it was, yeah. Okay. So but you never tied a game? Yeah, though. never tied, though. I, I'm trying to think ever in any of my sports. Yeah, I've never had a tie, man. Never, ever? Ever, ever? Ever. Like, can I? Have you ever had a tie? Because you play, like, soccer and hockey as in well. Because I was like, yeah. in soccer, I never had a tie mm-hmm. either. But I didn't know, like. In hockey, we would just always go to a shoot. You'd, yeah. You'd do the short overtime, and then if not, you'd go to the That's shootout. shootout, yeah. Um, but I, I did, yeah, did, did in soccer, obviously. Um, can we do a quick philosophical conversation here for just a minute? Well, let's get philosophical then. Are you one of these people that, like, after the game yesterday is like, ah, oh, it's such a joke that games can end in a tie? No, I just think it's a part of, you know, what makes the NFL unique right now. I just honestly, like. Sometimes neither team deserves to win the game. I would agree. I don't think that either one of them teams should have walked in there with a win. Did you watch the Penn State-Illinois game a couple weeks ago? That that, that's another prime overtime. example. You tell me one yeah. of those teams deserved to win the game. That's another prime example. It was like, this is bad ball being played, man. Like, I'm not a fan of rewarding bad ball just for the sake of, hey, we got to have a winner here. Like, 100% agree. Nah, if it's a tie, it's a tie. And let a tie, that a tie. tie and that tie is going to have ramifications no different than if a win or a loss was on that record as well. So... I don't think that that changes anything from a dynamic standpoint or a significant standpoint. It's like, man, y'all didn't play well enough to win. <laughs> it's that simple, man. Didn't play bad enough to lose, but didn't play well enough to win. And I think anyone who's ever played a sport at any level knows that that's a real thing that happens. Yeah. Often. But yeah, we just not in America, baby. I like it. We don't. We don't. We don't like that. Not in football. Not in basketball. Not in baseball. Not in hockey, which I guess is Canadian, but still applies. No ties up in here. <laughs> I do like the reaction, though, too, to, to Najee yesterday being like, I didn't know that you could tie. And everyone's like, how could you not know that? Is it really a big deal? Blame Coach T. Just blame Coach T. He's is, got, there, I mean, is there really? Yeah, you got to blame Coach also, T. Like, Just put it on Coach T. It's like his fault. two games in the NFL that are ties every year. So it's, it's not his a, fault. It's still his fault. Blame not, Coach T, man. It's not a very common thing that happens all the time. Do you really think that you could not know that, though? At this he's far from now. the first one. Remember Donovan McNabb famously like 15 years ago, I think, but was you, the first one. But then we said 15 years ago, like, we've had ties since then. The Steelers have had a tie. <laughs> like, think of it. It's true. <laughs> I got all the teams. Like, was that? That was 18. I was going to say, that was the year mm-hmm. after you left, right? Yeah, that was 18. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> I'm like, you don't think not one person says something? Like, hey, man, you know we don't tie. I just feel like couldn't you sense the urgency of like right. we got to get some points here before that clock hits zero? Like, are, we, are we are we for real for real right now? Like, <laughs> but I do think too like a lot of those guys are just they're so tunnel vision they don't care about anything else that's going on. Like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> you know that much better than I do, and you're laughing at me. All right, fine. I'm he should have known. I'm with you, man. All right, now fine. He should have known. <laughs> Be like, yo, I didn't know y'all play 15 minute quarters. Y'all thought it was only 13. I never looked at the clock before. This kind of crazy. Like, wait, what? 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 
And to be fair to him, too, I don't know. He might not have ever gone to overtime when he was at Alabama either because they just crushed everything. Strong possibility he wasn't a lot of overtime being played at Bama. Last time, in fact, I remember Bama going to overtime was when they beat Georgia in overtime in the national championship game like five yeah, years ago. Absolutely. That was who that was the quarterback Tua then? was a freshman, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they, cause they switched them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the following year was where it went back the other direction. Yeah. Cool. That was a that great, was a crazy situation great with those game. two quarterbacks, too, man. I think Georgia might get revenge this year, but. That is a different conversation Mm-mm-mm. for a different time. It is now time, speaking of you know collegiate conversation, to go into the classroom. We do this every time, uh, you know, most of the time on Mondays, but we'll do it on uh, you know days after games as well when the Steelers play on a Monday or a Thursday. Professor Moats Monday into the classroom with Arthur Moats. Five points of emphasis from the game yesterday: the good, the bad, the ugly. To break it all down, here is Professor Moats. Okay, okay, let's do this thing the right way. And we're going to do it in a kind of good, kind of not so good way. Okay. Because we kind of did well. But we kind of did not do so well on set tests that we just took not yesterday. Good. So with that being said, man, we'll start with the, the good. Or actually, we'll start with the not so good. Tackling. Tackling has to get better, has to improve, man. Um, To me, that was a large reason why the Lions were able to be so successful running the ball. Um, A lot of times I did think that we had good initial contact, but guys just weren't wrapping up. Guys weren't driving their legs, the basic fundamentals of tackling. And it got them in some negative situations, even resulting in some explosive run plays and even a touchdown. And we know in terms of our defense, we thrive when we're able to make teams be one dimension. We're able to make teams have to throw the ball, but you cannot allow teams to have that type of success on the ground. And that is largely because of the tackling. So that's why I had to start out with there. Now, we can get into the details of how to improve the run defense. We got to get into some fits and some stuff like that. Might bore you a little bit. That, that'll that be for, for tackling 400, you know, defense 400, you know. But right now, this is defense <laughs> one-on-one, all right? So I will save that for another day. But that is the first point, man. We got to improve our tackling. That will help us with stopping the run. The second thing is consistency. And that's across the board. Um, we talk about Pat Frymuth because obviously he had the fumble at the end. But his day yesterday, it showed inconsistency, right? At times he was making nice plays, nice catches, but then you see him have a drop. The drop wasn't because it was a difficult throw, just a lack of focus. You see sure. him when they freeze sure. frame it, hands here, ball here, head turning though. See the ball in. That was his only time having that. Obviously we talked about the fumble at the end. Deontay is another guy. He has been playing extremely well this season. He's been being very consistent this season, but – we saw ball security pop up in a way where it cost us points, potentially costing us a go-ahead win, or excuse me, a go-ahead field goal and things like that. But then defensively, consistency. It's like they pick and choose which quarters they want to play hard and which quarters they want to look dominant, and that has been the story of this defense and of this team this season. Play well for two quarters, play not so good for two quarters, and they were kind of hanging on and hoping for something good to happen. Can someone bail us out? Can someone make a spectacular play? As a whole, though, you got to be more consistent. You have to be. Buddy, consistency is key is some oh, – sorry, sorry, sorry. Professor, consistency – Thank you for the respect. Consistency is key is – I mean, that's something you've been preaching to the class all semester. That's not new. It's it's cost the Steelers at times, and I think you're absolutely uh, correct to point out that it was it was one of the plethora of issues yesterday. On a positive front, though. A tie isn't a loss. Oh, there he is. Woo-de-woo, woo-de-woo. It is to me. Hey, hey, hey. It is to me, Daniel. 
They don't ask how, they ask how many. And we did not add a loss, my brigadier brother. So holla at your boy, the streak of not losing continues another week. It continues another week. Shoot him up, bang, bang, pow, pow, pow. Here all week, let's go. Can I just tell you how annoyed I am for the rest of the season now to have to say five three and one six I three and one love it seven five and one like, I love it. This is not Manchester United, lad. Why you? Why, why do you hold that to only soccer? You discriminating on no, real American? No, no, no. Clearly, you're discriminating on American football rules, though, because you just said you didn't have a problem with Manchester United well, having been, a draw. I've been having a, an extra dash in their record my entire, you know. But but they the don't have to. Years though. I've been a fan. But they didn't have to. If they played well enough, they would win their games. They wouldn't have to tie their games, right? Everybody ties in soccer, though. Oh, that's seeking comfort. Everybody. Why are you seeking comfort? Everybody. So you seeking comfort then? Nah. Yeah, you are. Every so champion. So you not, not everybody every is good enough to win. Not everybody is good enough to win every time. In soccer history, European soccer history, has mm-hmm. had a draw throughout the season. Well, Multiple. That sounds like they don't play hard enough to win, man. champion has has had a draw. Because in football, we actually do enough to win in regulation. We don't have to get extra minutes and all that other stuff and flail on the ground. Yeah, because we seek comfort and we always got to find a winner. We can't. Oh my leg fell off. Oh god. Which is funny because I'm the one who can't live with myself with a draw today. You're seemingly taking it much better than I am. Yeah, man, it's just a draw. I like it though. But it wasn't a loss. So shout out to the Steelers in their in their non-losing streak. Their non-losing streak continuing. Let's go. Let's go. Do you need a blanket and a pillow for all that comfort we're seeking? Boo. How is it comfort though? Are these not the factuals? They did not lose. This is the fifth week in a row now where they haven't lost coming out of a stadium. Five weeks in a row. One, two, three, four. They don't ask how they ask how many. That's what you told me. That, that is, that, is that not what you told me? I, I definitively remember you telling me on numerous occasions. They don't ask how. They ask how many. Yeah. So that's the duality of said statement. They don't ask how many lost. They don't ask how you lost or how you didn't lose. They ask how many did you have. I do like and how conveniently that, it's man. gone from a four-game winning streak to a five-game unbeaten streak. Boom. Yens are, yens Boom. are good out there. Let's yens, go, man. Yens are good. Let's go. <laughs> Fourth thing on my list, though. In all seriousness, we have to talk about are the self-inflicted wounds. Um, what are those self-inflicted wounds? Obviously, the fumbles, the drops, the missed tackles. But we also got to talk about the penalties as well. And I know we're not about to get up here and try to put this on the refs after everything that transpired a week ago. We yeah, not going to do that. I've been very, I've been, I've been <laughs> very proud, Motsi. I've seen, okay. since yesterday, yes. I've seen very minimal. I've seen them, but I've seen very minimal tweets uh, and people blaming the officials. Well, I'm glad to hear that. There, I haven't looked. There was, I, I, that's there not was my certainly th- bad. Like there, like again, like there isn't every game. Mm-hmm. The turkey was on the table. There were plenty of opportunities to win that, despite the horrible uh, erasing of Minka's interception and the horrible roughing the passer on the very next play. Turkey was still on the table. Self-inflicted wounds. And I don't know if you saw, so, but the NFL uh, issued an apology to the Bears. Mm-hmm. Quietly, you know, in the in the news dump time that they always do. But yet they still find Cassius Marsh. So <laughs> it's kind of like that a tie true, in that actually. situation, that I guess. Is, is maybe that, that was a tie. Isn't that kind of hilarious that they apologized to the Bears? <laughs> Think about it for the Marsh, uh, for the for the flag uh-huh. there, and for the one that negated the touchdown yes. that you and I talked about was uh-huh. the one that everybody actually should have been talking yeah, about. But they legit but find they him. Still, they still find him. I'm like, what? what was he the got purpose? slapped the wrist on. Uh, he got slapped on the wrist harder than Mac Jones did for trying to go. Rick Flair on yeah, a dude's Matt ankle. Yeah, didn't get anything. Woo! 
Yeah, didn't get anything, man. But self-inflicted wounds, though, as a whole, that's something that this team has to improve upon. Um, another thing that was subtle that most people don't even realize that are still self-inflicted. We remember the big punt return that they had. Uh, I believe it was in the end of the first, second quarter. Yep. Well, part of that being self-inflicted is ball placement and distance of punts. So this is going to get a little bit in-depth. This is like special teams 300 level, okay? Well, in special teams, particularly in punt, it's not always about just punting it extremely far, right? You got to have hang time. Hang time is important because that gives your coverage unit time to get down there. So when we talk about punting, we always say hang time, ball placement, right? You typically want it, you know, four seconds or more, and you would like it to be outside of the numbers. Why do you want outside of the numbers? Because it cuts off a side of the field. And as a coverage unit, it makes it a lot easier on your guys because, number one, your coverage guys, typically linebackers, safeties, guys that aren't necessarily as athletic as your return. So you want to do what's going to be best for the unit, for the group. But with that punt, I mean, it was great distance, but it wasn't a ton of hang time, and the ball placement was where? Not where it needed to be in terms of being outside of the numbers, and it opened up what we like to call ball in the hand plus grass. What do you mean ball in the hand plus grass? When the returner catches it and you look and it's 10 yards and you don't see a near defender, that's ball in the hand plus grass. That means he's going to at least get 10 yards before anyone touches him. He makes a guy miss. Now you get an explosive return. Now you get a field-flipping play. Yes, as subtle as it may be, and people will say, well, man, that's on the coverage, man. They got to get down and make the tackle. It's not like that. That's a big reason why a guy like Marquette King, who used to punt for the Oakland Raiders, is in the league right now because he is great with his distance, but he's not so his great with his was, hang time yeah. and placement. And it kills your coverage units. Kills them. So with that, that is a small special teams detail, but something that Presley has to continue to improve upon. Now, I did like the fact that we didn't get the, you know, the shank. Correct. That's a step in the right direction. Correct. But now it's just, hey, you're hitting it flush, hitting it flush. Placement, hang time, those become even more of a factor because a 60-yard punt doesn't help you if your coverage unit is going to allow him to get 20 yards before they even are close enough to get there. Agreed. And those are some of the things that we got to continue to improve upon. But once again, that's another self-inflicted wound in all three phases right there. I agree, Arthur Motes. Uh, that's, <laughs> speaking of phrase origin, that's you hear the outkick your coverage. Yeah, absolutely. That's, man. that's a real thing. Um, it's not like kissing your sister, <laughs> but it often has negative connotations as well. Uh, although, yeah, I don't know because some people, you know, when, my, when I introduce people to my wife, they say, "Wow, you really outkicked your coverage there." Yeah, you or I, I was going to say, a good thing. "I was." I know if you were going with like she's like your sister. I was like, "Whoa, I know you were going." Would with you stop <laughs> it. I mean, this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Unbelievable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tell you I'm what, too. This is people. I think we got some. I think we got some midshipmen who are coming after you in the uh -oh, tweets. Uh -oh, uh -oh, uh -oh. Little you know, I, I got love for my Navy man. After your Marines, <laughs> your Marines jab there toward the Navy. You know I got love for my Navy people, man. Y'all know I got love for y'all, man. Coming off Military Appreciation <laughs> Week, Arthur Motes had to do him like that. I shouted out the Marines. I was. Uh, my father was Marine, so that's why I shouted them out. I was, you know, it was, it, it was nothing else being said there. But they do say a hurt dog will holler. So if it's... <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was my last one. That was my last one. That was my last one. You know, I got love for y'all. That was my last one. <laughs> so, with that being said, it brings me to my fifth a and final... A hurt dog will holler is my new favorite blitzism. It really is. I'm just saying... Love it. Like, why are you going to say that about me? Well, I technically did it. Love but it. if you do feel some type of way, I wonder why. <laughs> no, no, <I'm> a 
But the fifth and final point that I want to make in today's lecture is I would rather you go down swinging than the alternative. And what do I mean by that? Um, I understand we can bring up right before halftime, I think it was about 17 seconds left, taking the knee versus, you know, trying to see if we can muster up something, take a shot. I get that. That's more of a preference thing. To me, though, overtime, right after, you know, you get the uh, the play before uh, Pat fumbles. Hmm. You're sitting there, it's about 57 yards, but, you know, time-wise, if you're not going to the perimeter, getting out of bounds, it's pretty much going to end the game. I personally would have rather preferred you go out with a guy like Boz, a guy who, I mean, has shown distance, has shown historical range for the Steelers this season. He's hit from 56. He had already hit from 51. Previous game, he hit two from 50-plus. To me, 57 yards to win it into overtime, I don't think that it's, you know, a situation where you say, you know, let's, let's try to get a little extra more yards. I think that's the one where you say, look, run this field goal team out here. We're not going to have to do anything crazy because if Pat gets tackled in bounds, now we're trying to hit from 40-plus, low 50s on the run, on the move with a running clock, a lot more difficult of an operation. Why not just go ahead, line it up right there, take that chance? If you miss it, man, that game's over anyways. But if you hit, man, and I do think he had a legitimate chance to hit, even in the conditions, because, dude, if you looked at the 51-yarder, Man, that thing was probably good for 55, 56 uh, was, in its own was, right. It was clear through. Yep. So for me, I would have much rather you just go ahead and take that chance right there versus trying, ah, let's just get a little bit more. Let's just try a little bit more. And I understand in retrospect, it's easy to critique it even more. So, whoa, because he fumbled. That's why you definitely do it. But regardless of the outcome of that play, I just didn't think that that was necessary. I thought to me that was a little bit more being, you know, living in your fears. Yeah. Trying to play not to lose. Hey, hey ah, 50, ah, it's not enough. Ah, I'm not feeling so good. Why all of a sudden do you not feel so good? Why all of a sudden are you lacking in confidence in Boss? Boss hasn't shown you any reason to not believe that he could have hit from that distance this season. So that was my biggest thing, man, in terms of the fifth and final point. Something that the reason why I have it at fifth is because I do think it could have won them the game. Yeah. Instead of it being a tie. Leaving out of there kind of feeling like, nah. It could have nah. been a, man, we overcame or we won in spite of. But instead... We have to live with this because of that decision right there. That's the thing, too. If they would have just found a way to win that game, man, that that's what we'd be singing today. Ah, your quarterback, your future Hall of Fame quarterback gets COVID the day before the game. You still find a way to get it done. Who cares that the Lions, you know, who cares about any of that other stuff? You found a way to get it done with your backup quarterback through some injuries, through some bad weather, through some bad calls by the rat, whatever. We we'd be oh man, if they would we'd be talking about the perseverance. <sighs> I'm sick. You know what? I came in here I, t- this morning before the show, Moats was like, "Wow, you're a little chipper today. What's going on?" Yeah, man. Uh, not anymore. Not up in here. That's sad, man. Professor Moats does this to me. That's sad. He just drops a dose and I was of reality. In I dose was of doing, reality right into my notebook here. I was being nice. I was doing all positives today. I was being a homer. Is that what they call it? Yes, I was being a homer today. Is that what they call it? <sighs> Motsi, where do we go to? One thing we haven't really discussed here is that and it's, it's, I think there's a difference between excuses and realities. 
right? Like, I mean, losing your starting quarterback the day before the game is a is a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the injuries that the Steelers, you know, they've had some some substantial ones on offense already coming in this game. You know, no Claypool, Juju's out for the season on defense. Uh, no to it, Alu-Alu's out for the season. You get banged up throughout the course of the game. You lose a couple linemen. Um, you lose some big contributors on defense, obviously. For a defense that already feels like it's struggling with consistency, right? How do you get that figured out? Because we know that they've shown the ability to be to be very good at times. We know that they have some great individuals, but the consistency as a defense it's been a, it's been a roller coaster all season. Where do you kind of go next? What are you looking at this week? How can you get that moving in the right direction? Well, I think, first off, when you're talking for the defense going forward, the health of T.J. Watt is priority number one. That's what you have to find out. I think, you know, when we get the update on his status, that will let us know our expectations for this defense going forward. Because if this is something where, you know, he's going to be week to week, well, the expectations still stay high. If this is something where it's going to be a little bit more significance, the expectations will definitely lower. And – for me, I could take either approach with that just because of how significant of a player he is. But then from there, man, if we are looking at this team and saying that, hey, we're going to have the full gamut, I think that when you talk about the consistency, it starts with the inside linebackers. Mm-hmm. They have to play better as a unit. I do yeah. think at times they play – at times each of them do things well. I think Joe has been clearly the more consistent in terms Agreed. of Joe Schobert. Agreed. But as a whole, them playing together, they're not on a string. They're not connected. And I do think that that is causing this defense to be affected negatively. When we talk about teams that have been able to have success, when we talk about our second halves, where we have these lulls, typically they're related to what? Teams being able to run the ball. Mm -hmm. And that's going to continue until those two guys, in terms of Devin and Joe, get on the same page and get to the point where they're playing consistently together. And – Tackling like basic fundamentals, dude. It would that yesterday was a the the opposite of a tackling clinic at Heinz Field. Yeah, it was just too many times, man. Where some of the guys, you know, in terms of the missed tackles, were because they were out of position, and now your head's behind the guy. Other times, it looked like effort. It looked like man, a guy's really not trying to bring him down. And then the other times, it was like, okay, that guy was running hard. He made a good play to get up out of there, but. As a whole, those things can't happen. When we're talking about tackling, the the physical nature, that has to be there. When you talk about yes. tackling, the details have to be there. Driving feet have to be there. I, I don't, don't care, care if it's <laughs> – Jinx, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't care if you're a hard hitter. Anybody can hit hard in this league. Contact bounces too good. That's why guys don't go down off of big hits in this league predominantly. Guys – or well, you see a guy go down, is what? Wrap up, drive through. Those guys get paid. So all the big hits, it looks cool, but that is going to hurt you in terms of when you're trying to It's going to hurt you more often guys. than it's going to create a big highlight reel Absolutely, man. smash. I mean, we even saw that on Mason Rudolph's run, right? Mason Rudolph scramble. It was a great collision, big hit. But even Mason isn't going down like that off of just a regular hit. Like, no. Nah, it's going to wrap him up and take him down. <laughs> it's different. You know what yeah. I mean? So, to me, I think that's another thing that this team, in terms of this defense, they have to improve upon. And then from there, I think um, on the perimeters, when we are talking about the outside linebackers, more discipline in the run game. Yeah. Because it's been times where they've been reached on the edge. Should never happen. It's been times where 
they take the path of least resistance and now you get a soft edge and now instead of that run being strung out more laterally they're able to curve it almost like they're running the 200 in track right where they're running the curve and coming downhill that's what it starts to look like and it makes it a lot more harder on your inside linebacker because your safety's in your corners so it's not just the inside guys but as a whole it works inside mm. out in terms of you know why these issues have been popping up but as a whole the consistency to it's, me is the biggest part because it's not like we're bringing up stuff that we haven't seen them do. We've seen them be successful. We've seen them make good reads. We've seen them tackle well. We've seen them be physical at the point of attack and set the edge. But at the same time, they're not doing it every time. And in the NFL, all it takes is one play. Yep, That's the beauty of defense. You can play 60 plays good and take one play off, and you'll get beat 7-zip. It's that simple, man. So if you don't want to play that, if you, don't, if you feel like those type of, you know – those expectations are too tough. We well, might want to switch to offense. Offense, hey, you could be bad on first and second down. You get third and fourth down, baby. You know what I mean? It's, it's a different type of atmosphere. Yeah, and yeah. that's why as a defender, we don't look at things and say, oh, well, we can justify this is an excuse for that. Because on defense, you don't get that luxury. You have to be perfect. And to me, I just feel like this defense right now, they're kind of missing sight of that at points in these games. Partner, I think that's very well said. And that's one of those things, too, that I, I, I don't need excuses for personnel in that regard. Like, I don't care if it's Miles Killebrew. I don't care if it's Derek Tuska. Like, you got to be able to tackle. Mm-hmm. All right? I don't have the same expectations for those guys as I do the starters and when it comes to splash plays and things like that. But everybody on that, everybody on the two deep on defense has to be able to tackle. It's, it's, it's fundamental. It's football 101. I'm not Ta- asking you to listen, go out there ta- and create fumbles or take the ball away, but <laughs> tackling, just tackle. Tackling is no different than our expectations for a Cody White to catch the catch ball. Catch the ball. If or, you're a wide or, receiver, or, catch the ball. A, a Kalen Balazs to hold on to the if ball. If you play defense, tackle. It, it, like those are I don't care if you're the third stringer. If you're on an NFL roster, you should be able to tackle. Day one fundamentals. <sighs> We're going to take a break here. It's been enough of us the show here to start we'll get to plenty of your reaction when we return on the other side you want to get in on the conversation questions comments concerns reactions on the twitter.com at wesley you at the body 52 the body we'll get to some of your thoughts we'll give ours as we wrap up the show here <sighs> where man it feels weird steelers tie the lions 16 16 doesn't feel bad though kind of does though kind of feels good though i don't know about that I like it. I will say this. One thing, you know, transparency here. One thing, Professor, before I hit the school bell and mm-hmm. we get the break. I told you I had two of my buddies over watching the game. I mean, I did – when Pat Fryermuth fumbled that football, right? Yes. And, you know, my buddies are standing up and they're, like, with their hands on their head. Uh, this, it was a Surrender Cobra. Surrender Cobra. Yes. Especially my one buddy, Andy, because he's a big Penn State guy. Mm-hmm. I said, boys, the one positive of this is the show just got a lot easier for tomorrow. Oh, 100% easy. <laughs> Plenty to talk to. We've gotten to most of it. We'll continue to give some reaction to yesterday. Like I said, get to yours as well. You know where to get at us on the Twitter.com. Thanks for the lecture as always. Professor. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. <laughs> 